Welcome to Public Narrative, A Word with Jamira Alexander. I'm your host, Jamira Alexander, President and Executive Director of Public Narrative, a community media resource nonprofit based right here in Chicago that champions narrative change through workshops, training, programming, and research, building more authentic relationships between media makers, nonprofits, and you, the community. What can't I say about what makes Chicago a mecca of diverse cultures and art? From its architecture to its music, the people, Chicago is a beautiful city full of life and the work from its homegrown artists helps make it one of the best places to express yourself and tell your stories. There's not a neighborhood in this city that doesn't showcase artwork that tells a story. And it makes me that much more excited to welcome my next guest on the show that epitomizes telling stories through their artistic talents. Chicago born and raised, Kahari Blackburn's love for the arts is family grown. His mother, Dorian Sylvain, a well-known muralist, fine artist, and educator, along with his additionally artistic brothers, Katan and Kari, visual artist Kahari Blackburn just wrapped up a couple months long exhibit in October at Blanc Gallery on Chicago's South Side, titled All Children Draw, rooted in the continuation of nurturing one's imagination beyond childhood. I'm joined here today by Kahari Blackburn and his brother, Kari Black, to talk more about artistic and artistic expression, art across Chicago. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Pleasure. Thanks for having of us. Of course. Of course. So I'm really I'm really curious about your origin and, I mean, your project you just completed over at Blanc Gallery, just to understand, like, your heart behind art. Like, where did that start for you? Um. So... We are what I kind of like to say third generation artists. Mm -hmm. um, I think my grandmother was a really big documentarian and uh, constantly has like such a huge archive of photographs and uh, exposed my mom to whether it was like public library or the Art Institute of Chicago. Um, and then also introduced her to just uh, muralists that were like in the South Shore neighborhood at the time, um, which was my mom's intro to it. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of it comes from family and uh, my mom, uh, Dorian Sylvain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, same here. Big, biggest role in me wanting to be artist is definitely my mom and yeah, just seeing her journey and career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. South Side of Chicago also just has a really um, large, like black Chicago generally also has a really large history of um, arts and arts practice, um, whether you're thinking about um, music or mm -hmm. um, visual artists, uh, many of the people that you mentioned, I think it would just kind of like a continuum of a lot of things that have already existed here for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fascinated by, you know, the fact that you all are brothers working with your mom and your other brother um, on various murals and projects across the city. What is it like to work together as a family? It's a blast. <laughs> yeah, it uh, doesn't feel like a job, so. Nice. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is really fun to have this as a, a shared passion. Um, of course, it's, it's fun to, you know, do dinner together as well, but I think when you're working on a project um, that is 60 feet square and we're, like, on high lifts on 79th and Racine. Crazy, right? Um, yeah, you know, just talking <laughs> to people. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty fun, um, yeah. you know, life. And uh, I think the, the, the possibilities and freedom and also self-esteem that I think we kind of get from uh, being, being artists is a... A gift I'm I'm really happy that my mom like kind of hit yeah, us with yeah is it so you know explain for us when you're done with the project 
and you you're com- it's complete you wrapped it up you don't have to go to the site as as frequently as you once did but are there moments where you pass by and you see your work like what is that feeling like to know that like your work is cemented in Chicago history it's a nice feeling. I can't say I often, like, I don't really, yeah, seek out going past sure. the mural, but if I ever occasionally do, it is, like, a warm feeling for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Akari? Um, I think it's f- really fun how people interact um, when it is, like, on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll get random tags um, from someone who passed a mural and, like, you know, to see, like, the expression or the, the way it made them feel. Mm-hmm. Um as kind of a backdrop of the environment in which we live is is pretty fun for me, um, but I'm I'm a big fan of a lot of the other murals in the city sure. as well, and so I think it I usually am like all right I haven't done my best yet I'm gonna like yes. keep trying to you know yes. um, up the bar so I think the the best the best has yet to come even though we've done a lot of things Absolutely. we are excited about. Absolutely, we'll be right back after a break with Kahari and Kari. I'm Anna Valencia, one of your hosts for Joy in the Breakthrough. On our next episode, Connie and I welcome Representative Ayanna Presley. You know, a lot of children, it takes many years for them to see their parents' uh, humanity, but I knew my mother's struggle. Tune in this Monday at 7 p.m. on CanTV Channel 19, streaming on CanTV.org, and now available on the new CanTV Plus app. Experience the power of community television. Welcome back to Public Narrative, a word. Kari, Kahari, help us understand who are some of the artists around the city that inspire you? Um, It's such a big list of people, um, but I think uh, one that always stood out to me was uh, my mom collected art of her friends. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times in our house, um, you know, we'd we'd have like a sculpture by like Marva Jolly or like... um, There'd be paintings by like uh, Dio, Dio. Um, and then you know as you extend out of the house, um, we'd be you know driving past Regal Theater, and you know she's kind of teaching us about like Mitchell Catan and uh, Rom- uh, Romare Beard. Yeah, Romare Beard, and then like you know all these like legacy artists. But um, you know we're also kids of the hip hop generation, and um, a lot of the graffiti guys like you know Max Sansing and Ramon Static. Uh, Hebrew Brantley, like, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of inspiration in terms of the different generations of artists. Um, so I'm learning all the time, but uh, mm. it's fun to, you know, share the city with a lot of these people. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, elders, peers, a lot of friends doing a lot of great, really good work that's inspiring. Um, one that didn't mention is Carrie James Marshall, big inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so many people. Yeah. Long list. Yeah. You mentioned the Regal Theater. So I was just thinking about this like a few days ago. When I was a kid, we lived not far from the Regal Theater. And of course, I'm too young to go there. But I just remember seeing the marquee and seeing like the lights up and just mm-hmm. the feel of that area. Um, when there was a concert, God only knows who may have been there at the time. But looking back and learning more about that history to understand, like, some of the most prolific artists of our time Mm -hmm. um, and even of our parents' time uh, came to Chicago and performed there. Who are some of the folks that you would hope would visit Chicago and see your work? 
It's interesting. I think art is so subjective. Everybody is kind of into their own things. Um, but when anyone resonates with like something you do, I think it is mm -hmm. a really nice feeling because art has this way of connecting people and bringing us together. Um, but I don't know. You have an answer to that question? Um, people who I follow on social media or whose art that I also admire it would be great for them yeah. to see my work. I, I am not an artist. I don't profess to be one. Um, but I, I have a lot of friends who are artists uh, and in supporting their work, just really fascinated by their process, their artistic process. Um, some may need to take a day, unplug from everything and just kind of zone out. What is your process like? Very much in between that and just doing a lot. Sometimes you need that time to unplug and kind of wind down to mm -hmm. get the inspiration flowing again. Sometimes I'm just like wired and like I cannot sleep or sit down. I just have to get it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I have a lot of respect for writers in this way mm -hmm. because um, kind of being a painter, you have to sh sh cut off a lot of distractions and just sit with yourself and kind of get the ideas out mm -hmm. and uh, in a similar way that i like read a really good book i'm always like i don't know how you sat down to you know get all these yeah. ideas out but i'm really mm -hmm. grateful that yeah. you did um so similarly i think a lot of my work um even though the a lot of the mural making is fun because we're doing it together um oftentimes when you have to go to your studio and you know spend hours kind of drilling down on an idea isn't always the easiest thing but sure. the end product is always like super exciting sure sure in that i think it's, it's it's important to note that like we all have some measure of a creative process mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and what that looks like is just different for all of us how have you have you learned of people's reactions to your work like some of their responses how their how your work has inspired them not in any of not in any inspiring ways i haven't heard anything but I've had had people say they like the work and it resonates with them and sure. stuff like that, which is good. People pay us to do it, and uh, yeah, hey. they buy it. They buy our work <laughs> and support us uh, with new opportunities, um, things like that. So yeah, I think um, through community and like through having uh, people that also want to see us um, continue to do the work, um, people advocate for us, which is really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, sometimes I think people will teach classes with, you know, work inspired by um, mm -hmm. one of ours oh, nice. or things like that. And yeah. that's always, like, pretty fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, being able to also do do our work with, like, young people is a big um, thing. So uh, hanging out with kids and getting that, being able to show them some of our process and yeah. make work with them is really exciting. Yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. So you all have been artists uh, all your lives. Um, Help us understand, if you weren't an artist, what else would you might you have been? That's kind of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I always, like, think that maybe I – I know I'd be a really good teacher. Okay. And uh, I sometimes, you know, pinch it, do different uh, teaching opportunities and gigs. But something that involves people and, uh, like, working with people would probably be – so, if, yeah, if not a teacher, maybe I'd be like a chef or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Artistic, none yeah. of, I mean, you know, one and the same. Mm -hmm. But you, Kari, you said, like, this is it. Like, mm -hmm. there is nothing else. Like, how did you develop that one-track mind in that way? It's my mom. Yeah? Just, that's it, yeah. I yeah. think uh, we were literally on her backs as babies, like in Jerry Carrier's while she's painting murals. Mm -hmm. So, from there to just seeing everything she's done, it's just, like, always, like... Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Period. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit as we as we wrap up this segment? Can you share a little bit more about how your mom has inspired you? Um, every facet of like what I do or like as career from her um, discipline, structure, just like com- like grinding and like getting stuff done. Like, yeah. yeah, she she's very good at all that stuff, and it helps well round what yeah. I do today. Yeah. How about you, Kari? Um, I think the artist in in a lot of ways is this kind of like mythical creature mm-hmm. that many people have a lot of respect for. And, you know, in popular culture, we like romanticize this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have like real deal uh, examples and, you know, people that um, have stuck it out and, you know, she's been doing it for 40 years now, it's like... Uh, I think I just have a lot of admiration in terms of like the perseverance that you have yeah. to have to do it. Um, and then to also be a parent and a mom um, while doing it is like, yeah, I think also gives me a lot of respect as well. I love it. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Kari Kahari, thank you both for being here today. And thank, thank you, you for watching Public Narrative, a word. We'll be right back after the break with Dorian Sylvain to talk more about her legacy. What's going on, Chicago? I'm Darius Caffey and I invite you to join me this season on The Table On Air. Take a quick look. It's a duty, right, to remind people that like we are deserving of this. And that's how I strive to live my life, is just always be myself, regardless of what room I go into, mm-hmm. just show myself. Join the conversation with us every week on CanTV Channel 19, streaming on cantv.org, and available on the CanTV Plus app. Welcome back to Public Narrative, A Word. I'm your host, Jamira Alexander, and I'm here joined by a very special guest, Dorian Sylvain, muralist, artist, mentor, friend to so many, cultivator of a village, just to talk more about, Dorian, your your legacy, um, your, your art and achievement across Chicago. It's so rich, such a rich history. So thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. It's always my pleasure, you know, as we're to talk about our story, but it's funny because y- on the average day, you just got the nose to the grindstone. And it's only when you take moments like this and, and hear voices like yours or people, you realize that you affect a lot of people out here in the Absolutely. world. So, so it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. We had uh, just a bit ago, we had your sons, uh, Kari and Kahari on. Uh, shout out to Katan, who couldn't make it today. But we we had them on to talk a little bit more about your influence. What do you see in them as young artists? Wow, I see so much potential in them. Um, they, from the very beginning, were quite indulged in an arts community. Um, they're actually kind of like little princes in the, in the arts <laughs> community because, because they, um, from birth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so many of the big names that are out here practicing, that have been practicing, have watched these boys grow up mm-hmm. and grow up into to men. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it, it kind of makes me a little emotional, as it you should. know, um, because as a parent, you know, there is that, that, that line where you, you try to stop parenting and just let your children thrive and we're at that intersection so it's really interesting (laughs) yes yes well from what I gather from the from from your sons there's a mutual respect that makes it possible you know how do you um how do you recognize when it's time to um to feed or or share or you know steer and when it's time to kind of step back and allow them to take the reins that's a tough one because part of me too is used to being kind of like the boss sure 
And so when I'm, <laughs> you know, when I'm on a project, I, I can't help but assert myself if sure. I think things need to be done in a certain manner. Um, and quite frankly, not even just with, with my uh, children, when I work with my children, but even when I work in collaborative uh, environments with other artists, you know, um, um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'm a Virgo. And mm -hmm. I have no problem doing something two or three times to mm -hmm. make sure that it's right. Mm -hmm. But it can be a point of uh, friction sometimes because uh, everybody on a team, of course, wants to be heard. Mm -hmm. And um, it makes it even just a little bit more sensitive when they're sure. your children, you know, and it's your family. So just kind of understanding their personalities. Um, and I think that they try to do that with each other is that they kind of understand their boundaries, maybe their sensitivities with each mm -hmm. other. And to just be respectful of that, you mm -hmm. know, um, like in any relationship, you got to mm -hmm. pick your battles. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They mentioned um, your your mother's collection of photos and mm -hmm. how inspiring that was to see growing up. Talk a little bit about how your mom inspired your art journey. Wow. Now, you know, that that is really such a deep question because we also have to recognize generationally the differences yes. um, between what my mother even had access to mm -hmm. uh, versus what I had access to. Um, my mother, born in 1932, grew up in an era where she did not have a lot of choices. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, quite frankly, there are a lot of expectations. You know, young women mm -hmm. were expected to be married before yes. they were 30. They're yes. expected to be good Catholic women and have lots of children. Mm -hmm. Um, very few opportunities in the in the job market even for her. So she was really bound by her time, you mm -hmm. know, by the time period in which she was born. And so what I think she recognized and the path that she cleared for me is that you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in, you know, if I would even just say out loud, you know, wow, that scenery was just really amazing. Next thing I know, she's connected me with Clarence Taylor over at the Experimental yes. Black Actors Guild and I'm working down at, you know, at the theater. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think that she lived vicariously through me because mm -hmm. a lot of those uh, opportunities just weren't available to her. But her passion was about documenting, as my mm -hmm. son was saying. She always had a camera. Speak a little bit about that legacy. Like, did you, did you, when you started out, did you imagine that this would become a career, something that you were sharing with your sons? Because you, I mean, you're living a very beautiful legacy and it's just the beginning, it seems like. Thank you. Um, you know, it, it was the type of thing that you just do what feels right. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't really like a, a grand plan. Mm -hmm. It was just a plan of, hard work and yeah. kind of that hustle mentality yeah. of, you know, like the, the, the one who wants it the most is the one who's going to get it. Yeah. And, you know, so I kind of grew up with, with that sort of drive, you mm -hmm. know, that this is what I want. This is what I'm interested in. I see examples, not a lot, but I see examples mm -hmm. out here of people making it as artists. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what, what oftentimes can be missing is that confidence to say, I'm yes. going to do it. And that, that um, stick-to-itiveness that says even in hard times, because there's been some hard times. Yes. There's been some lean times. Yes. There's, there's definitely been sacrifice. Totally. You know, um, but when we do do our work, when we do come together, and we meaning um, not only my children, but even these other amazing young artists that I work with, one of the things that we really 
do without much effort is have fun. Good. We have a good time with good. each other, and we want to make it an enjoyable experience. It's hard work. It's drudge work in a mm. lot of ways. You know, we're working up high. We're working on, you know, scaffolding. The mm -hmm. sun's beating us up, mm -hmm. you know, but we love it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we joke around with each other and have a good time and just make it a, a fun experience. Mm -hmm. Are you ever inspired by work that you've completed? Like once it's done and you take a look at the finished product, is there what 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 goes through your mind when you see that finished? Product? Wow, that's so interesting because um, I I often use um, theater as you know my analogy, and so I think of theater in the sense um, that. It's like when we're clo getting close to finishing a project, it's starting to feel like dress rehearsal. You know, yeah. it's starting to feel like opening night. Yeah. And then it's when we have our, when we finally do have our community celebration where we're bringing people out. That that euphoria is just it's just wonderful yeah. because it's it's the moment not only where you can say you completed something, but it's a moment in which you have the community there to receive it kind of as a gift. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so it, it's really special. But but once it's done, I'm on to the yes, next project. I don't, I don't blame me too much. <laughs> of course, of course. We'll be right back with Public Narrative Award. Hi, I'm Bianca Cotton, host of Behind a Confident Smile. You are a wife, a mom, uh, entrepreneur, uh, author, and just fabulous, right? Join us on Monday at 7.30 p.m. on CanTV Channel 19, CanTV.org, and the CanTV Plus app. Dorian, you mentioned just before the break that about it being a gift, your art being a gift to community. Can we talk a little bit about like what we've seen through uh, the last few years is particularly around so, uh, civil unrest. A lot of social issues have been brought to the surface and younger generations are expressing themselves in ways we have not seen. Um, so can you speak a little bit about does this artistic expression in this particular day and age? Artistic expression... I feel is really as important as your diet, you know, mm -hmm. as what you eat. And I think as a country, we have done ourselves a huge disservice by removing art, removing mm -hmm. music, remo removing the performing arts from schools. Yeah. Um, there used to be a, a time when there was much more value and there's plenty of science behind the, the value of art mm -hmm. in schools. But I think to, to your point, most people are looking for ways to be expressive. Mm -hmm. And being able to articulate something in words just isn't enough. Mm -hmm. It's not enough of a range mm -hmm. for most of us. And so the idea that we are not fostering more creative imagination in our children is again to our own peril. Sure. Now, um, I remember the famous line in Jurassic Park where he goes, nature will find a way. <laughs> and, and so to me, I kind mm. of think similarly when you made the point about how young people are expressing themselves yeah. differently. 
art's going to find a way. Nature's going to find a way. You know, you don't give me access to a trumpet. I'm going to figure out how to pound on a five-gallon can, right? How important has it been for you to really pass on this wisdom to younger generation of artists? Hugely important, hugely important. Um, I grew up on the heels of the black arts movement. Mm -hmm. And um, a few really pivotal things happened in in Chicago um, during that period in the 60s and 70s. And it was about this very idea of being able to express and tell your own stories. Mm -hmm. So for me, growing up around these radical artists, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were doing things (laughs) that nobody else was doing at the time. The Mm Afro-Cobras, the AACMs, the Oscar Brown Juniors, you know, Abena Joan Brown and ETA Theater. So much theater, so much stuff was going on at the time because these artists rose up and decided that their voice was necessary to help amplify the community's Mm -hmm. voice. And there was almost an agreement within these artists that their work was meant to be about family, about Mm -hmm. black excellence, about um, positive images. Mm -hmm. So so I grew up always thinking about the next generation. It wasn't even a thing. It was like, because we're talking about a continuum. We're talking about how do we, how do we live on? How do we live on is by passing things on Mm -hmm. and all these amazing artists that i was exposed to in the 70s the one thing that was always on their lips was about institution building Mm. margaret burroughs did not run down to the art institute and bang on the doors i'm gonna let us black people in you know be black artists are doing cool things no she was an institution builder she said we need an institution in our own neighborhood Mm -hmm. Hence, the Southside Community Arts Center. Mm -hmm. You all are the heart of what we've appreciated, you know, as youngsters behind you about Chicago and the culture and just being able to freely express oneself and enjoying everything that the city is. What is your hope for Chicago, even as it continues to evolve? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of times there are all sorts of changes and things that are made that me personally, I think that community oftentimes is a little disconnected from some of those advancements and it makes it not so much feel like home, mm-hmm. but, you know, I could be wrong in that. What are, what are your, your hopes for the future of Chicago? Well, a part of what I even do as a public artist is about trying to reimagine and claim public space. Mm-hmm. And so I see trends, excuse me, trends that happen in the city, sometimes around public art as more of a decorative element. But I see the trend also that is supporting so many different ethnic and cultural groups and giving supporting them financially mm-hmm. so that they can actually tell their stories and leave their mark. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that we continue in that trajectory. Yes. Um, the Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events has been in, increasing their capacity and increasing their giving um, immensely. Mm-hmm. And so it's Chicago is and should remain a first-class artistic city, Mm. but we must continue to make those investments in our young artists Mm -hmm. if we plan to to get there, to grow into that that title fully. Yeah. And now what does the future hold for Dorian Sylvain? Oh, so for me, (laughs) (laughs) for me, it's interesting. I'm at a a very interesting intersection of my life also, and um, um, for me, it's a bit of a pivot. Uh, Mm -hmm. I really am very 
interested in um, exploring more of my studio practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you had mentioned earlier on that uh, my sons and I had um, participated in an uh, exhibition with the Blanc Art mm-hmm. Gallery uh, here on the South Side, and it was a very challenging process for me because so much of my work is commission based and mm-hmm. community based. So I'm always in dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. about the art and the design. So preparing for this show for, at the Blanc Gallery was a moment of real reflection for me. Mm. It was a moment of just kind of like silence almost. Yeah. Um, so it was a great practice uh, for me to use my skills to say something personal, mm. I guess, is where I'm trying yeah. to go with this. Yeah. And so and so I'm trying I want to explore more of that. And also more of my legacy. You know, I've been looking at the um, my grandparents that came up through the Great Migration, look at my mother's um, at her life and and at looking through her archives. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to use a lot of those, thinking of a lot of, lot of the archives, the uh, elements in the archives as uh, pieces of inspiration for yes. future art. Yes. So, um, so I'm doing a lot of exploring right now. Well, beautiful. I know that the city of Chicago will be very well served by it. So thank you. And thank you. Thank you so much. For more information on Dorian's work, visit DorianSylvain.com. And for more on Kahari and Kari's work, Find them on Instagram at Kahari Rastafari and KariBlack.us. That's B-L-A-K. And make sure to follow All Things Public Narrative by visiting publicnarrative.org and following us at Public Narrative on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and X, formerly known as Twitter. This has been Public Narrative, a word with Jamira Alexander. See you next time.